This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. On the morning drive, thanks for being with us this morning on uh, Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Um, you know, the uh, Red Raider football team... Uh, had a, uh, a stomach bug uh, looking at an article in the AJ uh, this morning. Oh, yeah. uh, Shuck uh, throwing up uh, repeatedly throughout the night uh, leading up to it, uh, along with Malik Dunlap, Trey Cleveland, and strength coach uh, Lance Barlow. They had the same stomach bug, apparently. Um, it's kind of one of those deals where um, they were lucky they played at 8 o'clock at night and not 11 o'clock in the morning. That's what... Uh, Joey McGuire said he wouldn't have been able to go. Wow. Um, apparently, Dr. F- uh, Doctor Fi, uh, who's the team doctor, Michael Fi, uh, along with the, the trainer, Drew Kruger, uh, they had IV uh, going through uh, Shuck, um, and uh, and they were close enough that they didn't want the Rebels to see, see him when he was uh, getting those IVs. So <laughs> that's... that's uh, that's stuff that legends are made of, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and being able to uh, to respond like that and play like that. Here's my question for you. I, I wonder if after kind of experiencing this last night and if some of the guys that had said, hey, I think I'm done, Trey Wolf. Hey, I think I'm done, Weston Wright. If they would go, eh, upon further review, <laughs> this looks pretty fun. Maybe, maybe I'll come back. I would, yeah, it would be hard not to take Trey Wolf back for sure. Yeah, but um, I think you know there might be. It's hard to know other situations that are going on, and two, heck, you know that scholarship. Some of those scholarships might be already being used elsewhere. Right, right. They might so have that, said, "Hey, we we gave your deal away, there, yeah, buddy boy. Sorry yeah, there, about you." Yeah, there may no be there. There may not be any takebacks on that. Um, right, for, especially for some of those guys. Um, but you know, talk about. You know, Trey Wolf, he misses the one kick, but it does seem like you need to get him on the left hash. <laughs> Doesn't it seem that way for yeah. Trey Wolf? Mm-hmm. Because the moment they were on the right hash, that just felt wrong. And then, you know, they, they obviously had never really had a chance. And so uh, I, I started thinking, it seems like every big kick that I can think of is from the left side. So we need to, you know, keep that in mind. Well, How I about Ole Miss, too? Yeah. I mean, kind of felt like their missed uh, extra point was one basically of intimidation by the. Texas Tech defensive line, they, they just kind of barreled at him, and he that kid just missed it right. I mean, he had it, he had it straight right of the post. Yeah, that you you rarely see an extra point miss like like that. And I know right. they, had a, they had a false start, so it was five yards back, but still, and that you know that caused them to have to keep chasing those points. Right, and they that ended up you know it ended up not mattering, but it could have potentially mattered when you stopped them on their two point conversion because that's another thing. Um, Jackson Dart goes barreling into the end zone. You get a pretty big hit on him. He lands right, and he's not able to. I was surprised he came back. To be I, honest I, with you. I, I was too. Especially, I mean, you don't hear the the sideline reporter say he looked. He was looking dazed going mm-hmm. in and out of the, the you know the medical tent, and then him coming back in. Um, but yeah, so you get 
they have to do a two-point conversion with their backup quarterback, and he looks like a backup quarterback. And he's already in the transfer portal, which is kind of unstable, you know, in this you know the world of college football. But yeah, a couple of those plays, you know, didn't necessarily end up mattering, but they very well could have in yeah. the end. Uh, were you surprised? Uh, two things. Were you surprised? Tyler Shuck said he's coming back uh, right after the game last night because you know he hadn't given in any indication, and yeah. maybe some of the thought was. Hey, if he performs really well, they'll just go ahead and go on to the NFL. Or, I mean, heck, you know, you, you just based on his comments after the Oklahoma game, you came, it kind of made you wonder. Okay, is he is he going to go somewhere else? Since he hadn't really said anything yeah. about his future until after the ball game last night. I didn't think he would go anywhere else just because he'd already transferred uh, once. Well, there's plenty of other guys that have done. Oh, that. yes, yes. That I just some things that I had heard about him, and and you know, I, I didn't think he would necessarily go anywhere else. He does like he is the prototypical NFL quarterback build, um, and you can argue whether or not he necessarily has the skill and the field vision and all those kinds of things. But we've seen the NFL draft on body type plenty, and he is the body type that many you know executives look at. And so I thought there was a chance that he could go to the NFL, but to me. These guys already have those grades. You know, you, you hear about, you know, Tony Bradford, Jalen Hutchins, we talked about them coming back. They already knew if they were going to try to get drafted, they already knew their grade. Rayshad Williams, Malik Dunlap, same thing. And I don't think one bowl game would have made a difference in what Tyler Shuck does. So the fact that he hadn't said anything yet led me to believe that he was coming back. But it is nice to have that. You know, just in writing, I guess. Uh, it does make you wonder about the quarterback room in general to me. Yeah, that's going to be my next question yeah. for you. What What does that say to Baron Morton? Does that say, oh, hey, man, you, you've you got an, another year that, that you're going to be QB2? Right. And I think that I think that you should be – it's one of those where he's played. He played well enough. He won games. He played well enough to continue starting even when Shuck was healthy. So I would imagine – as a you know as a guy who's who hopefully is going to root for Baron Morton here in a couple of years I hope it's one of those where like I want him to be mad about it but his time is his time is dwindling too right I mean, he didn't yeah. get the extra covid year that some of these other guys got yeah so it's one of those like I, I want him to be angry about it but I don't want him to be so angry about it that he wants to go play somewhere else right you know? uh and it'll be I think McGuire and, and that staff has handled the quarterback room very well because I would I think that 90 95% of schools would have lost one of Donovan Barron or Shuck in the offseason or in spring ball I mean leading up to Mm -hmm. and the fact that they didn't you know I I talked to people like that 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 shows how good of a man manager McGuire is and how well he can shape and mold and a locker room so you do I think you're gonna you might have to break that out again because you know if I if if I'm Baron Morton, because like, you got another guy coming. Yeah, yeah. It's like I've I've played well. I won Big Twelve games, mm-hmm. and you know, and and I don't. I would be so you know I don't. I mean, somebody would take him if he oh you know yeah. threw his hat in the ring or even yeah. just tried to test a couple of, of waters just a little bit. Put your put your toe in it. Yeah, and there'd it, be and plenty of people that would say, "Hey, I've I've got some nil money for you." People in this conference, I'm sure, absolutely. And, and it's one of those. It's 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 unfortunate that it's. It has to even be discussed, but I think you'd be naive to not discuss it um, mm-hmm. because you look at quarterback rooms all across the country now, and it's usually the established starter, a young 
scholarship guy and a walk-on or a transfer they found that failed somewhere else. You re- you very rarely have a quarterback room full of guys or at least two guys who have won conference games as a starter. And if Tech can hopefully hold on to both those guys, that's going to be a luxury next year. All right, it's uh, 6.39 this morning on the morning drive. Taylor Beatles in for Jamie Lent this morning. Jeff, we'll have this day in sports history. That is next this morning. You're listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it was impressive? It's, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was. I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. 47 this morning on the morning drive. Time for this day in sports history. Today is the 29th day of December. It's the final Thursday of 2022. Wow. There's no more. There's no more left (laughs) after today. Here with the uh, news and notes, Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1933. New York Yankees owner Jacob Rupert refuses to release future Baseball Hall of Fame slugger Babe Ruth to manage the Cincinnati Reds. Hmm. wonder how good of a manager he'd have been. Yeah, because did he manage post-retirement? I don't know. I've never heard about it. 1957. National, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know either. I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I have given you all the information it's I had. A little on the early this morning, Mr. McGuire. Well, yeah, were you were you up here late last night? Their post game show went till two. Oh, 1957. <laughs> National Football League Championship took place. Mm-hmm. Detroit Lions beat Cleveland Browns fifty to fourteen. Oof. Note about this game: Lions scored two touchdowns in each quarter. Oh, okay. All right. That'd be a total of uh, eight, then, right? Mm-hmm. 1968 AFL Championship at Shea Stadium in New York City. The Jets beat the Raiders 27 to 23. Joe Namath has three touchdown passes to spark the Jets' win. I don't think I realized they played at Shea Stadium. Yeah, they played at Shea, uh, the home of the Mets, and uh, <clears throat> the Mets the next year won the World Series and tore up the field so bad the fans did. They played basically on dirt. Played on. Played on a dirt infield for uh, their playoff games. Wow. 1979, the Red Army of Russia beats the New York Islanders 3-2 at Nassau Coliseum in the game that would lead to a lot of people not thinking that the U.S. team had a chance in the Olympics mm-hmm. coming up in 1980. That's right. yeah. Just going to go ahead and spoil that for you. They did. <laughs> I didn't re- I didn't realize until recently that that game played in the U.S. on tape delay. The Miracle hockey, on Ice? Yeah. And so, <clears throat> like, some people, they had to kind of avoid the, like, it was easier to avoid. It was the, easier to avoid because but, there wasn't. But there was people, like, it would come on the radio and I, you know, no, 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 it's coming <clears throat> on later. <clears throat> 1982 American football coach, American college football coach, Paul Bear Bryant ends his career with the University of Alabama, 323 wins. We're going to flash forward to about three weeks from now. You're going to talk about Bear Bryant dying. Wow. I didn't realize that. 2007, 
Tom Brady sets a then-NFL record throwing his 50th touchdown pass, and the New England Patriots become the first team in NFL, NFL history to finish the regular season 16-0. and Brady now wants to play till 50. He got nothing to do, I mean, because his rock star wife has left him, you know. Model. Well, she's a rock star still. Rock star model wife. I still don't want any part of him in the playoffs. I don't either. As a Cowboys fan. No, I'm with you. Which We're, is where it's headed. No. Said yesterday, I'd rather face the all-pro team than any team <laughs> coach, uh, run by Tom Brady. Yeah. So I get the Eagles to lose one more and win out and get that one seed. 2013, seven-time World F1 Motor Racing Champion Michael Schumacher suffers a serious head injury in a ski accident in the French Alps. His condition still remains unclear. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is, uh, yeah, not this thing can happen to you. Well, you you just uh, end on a downer there. (laughs) Too much respect for the man not to acknowledge what happened. No, I got it. I got it. You don't have an uplifting one, though, to finish. Uh, no. Uh, it's, uh, this isn't going to help either. Grumpy it's National McGuire's Get on the Scales Day. Oh, it is. I got a, a big old number one for them. Uh, it's also National Pepper Pot Day, which is a uh, stew, basically, of ox and lamb that you kind of put together. It yeah, I think was, I'm out. Uh, it was made originally, uh, I don't want to say made famous, but in the United States at least, uh, General Washington's army ate a lot of it because it was kind of what you could throw together and make a stew out of. So uh, if you want to uh, celebrate some U.S. history, there's a good way to do it. No uh, no oxen, what did you say? Oxen? oxen lamb. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm out on the oxen, I'm out on the lamb. I'd, I'd give it a try. Would you yeah. really? Yeah, but I, I don't expect much. Are you a good trier of foods, Taylor? I, I will. You'd try be odd things. on this show. <laughs> I will try things. I don't. I I won't like a lot, but I'll, I'll give it a try. Well, good for you. <laughs> we're we're not good triers on this show. <laughs> uh, missed a big birthday yesterday, so I'm gonna go back and get it today. Uh-huh. Uh, former Red Raider first baseman Eric Gutierrez. Oh my God! Oh, hey. Twenty nine right. yesterday. I'm surprised nice. you're still employed here. Yeah, uh, Jamie's not here to fire me today. That's why. Yeah. I, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, today, however, Jude Law is fifty. Ted Danson seventy five. Miles Garrett twenty seven. And Eric Berry, former guy Kansas City Chief, is thirty four. Yeah, leukemia. I think. Yeah, came mm-hmm. back. Yeah. And on this day in eighteen forty five. Six months after con- uh, the Congress of the Republic of Texas accepted its U.S. Annex- annexation, Texas is admitted to the United States as the 28th state. Well, there's still some people that lament that decision, right? <laughs> I'm sure, but that is the state's sports history. All right. 6.52 and some change this morning here on the Morning Drive. Take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to com for that of the mobile app. Um, this, this may sound odd, but those that listen to this show on a relatively regular basis are, are, are going to think that this is probably a typical comment that would come from me. You know, who was a unsung MVP last night Hmm. for the Red Raider football organization? Oh, the whole org. Okay. I mean, it just stood out to me. Yeah. And, and part of it is because. It was an NFL stadium, and it was supposed to be a neutral site. But the Golden Band from Raiderland, they played their tails off last night. I mean, you heard them you after them. every single play. Yeah. And I would like to hear more of that at Jones Stadium. 
because I don't think we get to hear enough of them during the game. So kudos to the going band from Raiderland. They actually they were they went and they played. Yeah, you did. And they were a factor. I actually I noticed that too, um, and I didn't know if it was they had them mic'd differently or what. But yeah, no, I, I, they I, just allowed them to play more. <laughs> I, I noticed it as well after every single play. Yep. I mean, and, I mean they played all the classic Texas Tech. If you go to a ball game today or 50 years from now or 50 years ago, it, I mean, and I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. So kudos to the going band from Raiderland. All right, we'll uh, continue to chop this one up, as they'll say, uh, here this morning on the Morning Drive. Thanks for being with us today at Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Uh, thanks for being with us this morning with Jamie Lentz uh, out. Uh, Taylor Beatles is in. Uh, Jamie will be traveling back from Houston, and I think he's back uh, back with me on Tuesday. Um, and then uh, Jeff McGuire is here, and Jeff's been here like all night long, basically. Mm-hmm. So bless his heart. And you'll hear uh, Jeff on the end of the bench at uh, at nine o'clock. So he's uh, he's saving all his tidbits uh, for the end of the bench, which is which is great. Uh, we'll have uh, bowl games for you today, and I have a thought. Uh, I want to get your opinion on this, Taylor. So the Pinstripe Bowl today will be Syracuse and Minnesota. That'll be at uh, 1 on 100.7, the score. We'll follow that with the Cheez-It Bowl, which is Oklahoma and Florida State. That is a 4.30 kick. Florida State's favored by 9.5. And And then later on tonight on 100.7, the score, we'll have the Alamo Bowl with uh, number 20, Texas, and number 12, Washington. Uh, Texas is favored by 3 in that game Florida State's favored by nine and a half in their game with Oklahoma <clears throat> and then uh then tonight we'll have the Cowboys I don't have a good feeling about tonight for whatever reason uh, but we'll have the Cowboys and the Tennessee Titans tonight from Nashville at seven on double T 97.3 that's right after Red Raider excuse me later Raider basketball with Krista Gerlich that'll be six to seven tonight and her team is uh, back in action and starts big 12 play on Saturday at home against one of the best teams in the conference, maybe the best team, Iowa State. They're, they're picked to win. Uh, we'll have it at 1.30, 2 o'clock tip time from the arena, New Year's Eve uh, on 107.7 Yes FM. A Red Raider basketball team will play Saturday morning at TCU. 10 o'clock, our broadcast time, 11 o'clock, the tip time from Schulmeyer Coliseum there on the campus of Texas Christian University. So I'm just thinking out loud here, and I know people were upset with not getting to go to the Cheez-It Bowl um, because it was perceived to be a better bowl and you would have played a higher-ranked team. But I think it really worked out best for you to play a primetime game, um, play in Houston, play, you know, they were, the, the, the attendance was about 53,000 last night, predominantly Red Raiders uh, fans. And, uh, and then the way that you beat them and just destroyed them, um, I'm not sure it could have played out any better if you'd have gone to the Cheez-It Bowl. I agree. And I was one that wanted to go to the Cheez-It Bowl, mostly just for the players. Um, you know, a lot of them are from Houston, have been to Houston. They maybe, you know, they played there a few years ago. We've seen all the sites, right? Yeah, and so it's going to Orlando, I'm sure they would have had a trip to Disney World, all that stuff. Just a different experience. Right. A quote-unquote high, higher profile game, whether I don't know if that's true or not, who knows. But um, 
I, I also recognize that, like you said, it probably works out better this way because especially now, considering the flight situation that's going on with Southwest, oh, goodness, yeah. you know, you, you, I knew people who had trouble getting to the Houston game because of it, but it's in Houston. So, you know, most people could you just could, drive. You could drive at the end of the day, right. But for <clears throat> to go to Orlando, I mean, that's that you wouldn't have had it as well attended and then add that on top. Who knows? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I, uh, I think you would have played Florida State, and uh, good. I'm not saying that you couldn't beat Florida State or anything like that, but I'm just saying, with with everything that transpired last night, it just seems to me like it um, it worked out for the best. Yes, yeah, um, and it's one of those where you know beating Florida State, they, they're probably better than Ole Miss right now, but it's still. You know, tech uh, tech football Twitter gets to tweet out three and zero against the SEC. You know, this year, right? <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. It just kind of, I think it gets more recognition um, when you, you know, when you play an SEC school. I don't, I don't know. I, but you're right. As much as I think the players wanted to go to Orlando, I, you're, I think it worked out. And I think now it's it doesn't matter. It's one of those things that was a talking point, and now mm-hmm. you win the game, and well, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Right. You win your last four. Yep. You're eight and five. You've got big momentum going into the into yep. the off season. You know you've you've completed your recruiting class for the most part. You've 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 got you know a bunch of guys coming back. Um, not that they will, but you have a you have a chance now, maybe for the first time in a year and a half for your football program to kind of take a breath, yep. which which I think is good because they because when you have a chance to take a breath, well, they can they can plan for spring football. They could plan for the next year. You don't have a schedule yet, so it's not like you can mm-hmm. you can you know kind of put everything that you got your non-con. You just don't right. know which Big Twelve teams you're going to play. But I don't know. I just feel like that they they have a chance to take a, a collective sigh maybe for a couple of days. And and uh, I really like the fact that uh, the recruiting you know the early signing period is is the bulk now, and the, you get that out of the way. Yep. And I think that eliminates drama from oh, yeah. kids flipping and you know the hat ceremonies and the you know, all all the just the the drama that was getting played out with the first Wednesday in February. Now it seems like why in the world did it take so long <laughs> yeah, yeah. to get to the point where they would do this in early December? Yeah, it makes you wonder like why can't a kid just sign anytime? Right. Like when he commits, you know, yeah. or, or I guess not, you know, if he commits as a freshman, you probably shouldn't let him sign. But you know, once it gets to his senior season, let him sign whenever. I mean, I know, I know, guys who would, who would have preferred to have signed in July before anything starts, just because the recruiting process is such a beatdown, and they yeah. they knew where they wanted to go. But you're exactly right. It also because so many of those guys who signed this month, they're going to be on campus next month, which right. is awesome. And yeah, that just get, continues that momentum that you were talking about. And now, you know, there are a few holes that the coaches want to fill on the roster, whether it be transfer portal or late additions, uh, high school-wise. And it's like now those get all the attention. Those few, you know, finishing, touching, finishing touches spots, those get, you know, the majority of the attention. And, yeah, yeah I mean – it's like we we mentioned earlier. It's hard to remember feeling better about a team going into an off season than you do right now. Yeah. Uh, somebody says this, uh, looking like a good chance the Big Twelve goes one and seven this bowl season. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. I, I, I would have preferred KU. To, you know, just from my standpoint, right. to to uh, come back and win uh, last night. 
uh, you know, they, they lose in triple overtime. They were down at one point, 38 to 13, down 25 <laughs> points, yeah. get an onside kick. They get a touchdown. Uh, they, they had the two point play. Uh, it, and I hate the new overtime, you know, first, first overtime, you, you get to do everything conventionally. The second one, you got to go for two. And the third one is just, it, it's tricked up. It's, it's just two point plays. Yeah. I mean, look, I, you know, Arkansas, man, I was thinking about this going, man, you lose this game. This is a game that gets coaches fired. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause no. that happened to Glenn Mason at, uh, at Minnesota after, you know, Texas tech beat them, Yep. you know, he eventually lost his job and, and that, blowing that game to Texas Tech and you could make a big case of hey the Red Raiders earned that victory because yep. they just they fought to the finish you know and but that cost Glenn Mason his job and he never really he never coached again yeah and you've uh, you know Arkansas they've had they've had issues with players leaving like contributors mm-hmm. their uh, their best receiver transfers to Baylor they've had other instances like that and so yeah you you put a collapse in a bowl game on top of the other things that go that are going on, Pittman would have been feeling the pressure yeah, for sure. Yeah, but you're, yeah, the, you know, I, I'm with you. I don't care about the way. I don't care about Big Twelve. Yeah, how I they do in bowl games. I, I do want Kansas State to win, which I know may be complicated. I don't. For you. I don't I'm, rooting for, I'm, I'm, rooting, I'm rooting for Alabama. <laughs> right. I, I'm rooting for Alabama, and I'm rooting for whoever TCU is playing. You know, so yes. I'm 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 going to be a Michigan man on yeah. Saturday. Oh, I, I will absolutely be a Michigan man, but I also would like. To, I would like to see Kansas State beat Alabama, especially, you know, you saw when Bryce Young and Will Anderson said they were playing, you know, it was just like, ah, well, shut it down. Alabama's got this easily. So it'd be nice to see Kansas State do something. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lose sleep if they don't. I'll say this. The K-State fans will show out in New Orleans. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if they have travel problems getting to New Orleans. But, damn, those fans will drive forever. And, And that'll mean something. You yeah. know, to K State, oh, yeah. the whole yeah. pro- the whole program, and for Alabama, Nick Saban will have to figure out a way to make it mean something mm-hmm. for his team, yep. right? Yep. They've been to the Sugar Bowl a million times. Yeah, absolutely. Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big Twelve football conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference? If Tech does not win it this year. Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why yeah. do why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, yeah, we, save, we do. We save it for the show. Tune into the Morning Drive live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. 7.33 this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, I've already admitted this, uh, but this from the Yates Morning Center chat line. Chuck, you were so wrong about Chuck yesterday. Yeah, I was. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. I was wrong. I tipped my hat to him. <clears throat> I didn't. Want, I didn't want to bring it up. No, but I was. I, but I mean, I, I think my concerns were valid. <laughs> yeah, and I still think there's a question to be asked about his quarterback play. He ran the ball really well, but there were moments where he, you, we kind of saw some of the shuck that made us nervous. You know, 
The interception wasn't great. The interception wasn't great. <clears throat> the, it also, you almost, I got a little flashback to Donovan Smith with his presence in the pocket and awareness in the pocket. I mean, they they hit it. They, I, you don't see them be that harsh on a broadcast very often, but the, I mean, the guys on the broadcast were like, how did he not feel that pressure on the strip fumble, sack fumble? Um, but it's kind of like, I, you know, he got the job done. So I'm not going to complain too much. All right. You're uh, in for Jamie Lent today. Yes. That's Taylor Beatles. And he's got uh, Jamie's question of the day. All right, so take Shuck out of this question. When we hit on it a little bit, but what player that contributed last night are you most excited about and have the most expectations for going into next season? Well, I don't know if it's fair to have expectations, but man, how could you not be excited about number 19, Loic Fungi, yeah. and what he did? Seven catches, nine targets, 100 yards, and then the uh, onside kick for a return for for a touchdown. So, uh, for me, uh, shocked at how well he played last. Not maybe shocked. I'm excited for how well he played. The expectation for him has been to play at that level, and he did. Jeff? I know you're asking for one, but they're a group. I'm <laughs> sorry fine. they are. I'm okay with I'm okay with that. And it's just one group. Uh, your defensive front. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, they've been impressive all season, but the fact that those guys are coming back next year and they flat out dominated yeah. the line of scrimmage. Yeah, they really did. It was, this is our line. Good luck getting past it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You don't now. Goodbye. That was your defensive line last night. And those guys, I know Shuck was the MVP. Those guys were the MVP. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and that that was honestly probably the, one of the most shocking things for me too was just how much they dominated the line. Um, see, I've got I've got a few, and I can't really. Maybe y'all can help me decide. On it, Cam Valdez is one. I mean, the way he, I know that he made the mistake, but did he make a mistake? I mean, I mean, that guy just made a hell of a play on it. I, I, I yeah, I think you got to count that as a mistake because. As a, I mean, as a runner, you know, or you, I say you know, obviously he didn't. You should know that's what a defense is trying to do. That's the last resort. You're about to we we saw a rabbit do it to NC State. Yeah, that, he, I guess he should have moved it to his left arm from his right or, arm, or or just you, you see all the time running backs. You know, they get to the first down and they get to the end zone and they cover it with both arms and kind of just if I don't get it, I don't get it. But, but that, you're not getting that, this ball. That guy though from from Ole Miss, I mean. He chased him down. Yeah. I mean, and, oh, and Valdez, <laughs> he was running pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's why I'm so, so he, excited he, about him. He ran for one play, and he's your guy. Well, I have, I have a few. Okay, Isaac Smith, number seventeen, the defensive end. Mm-hmm. He he came on towards the end of last season, and then or last season, the end of this season, and then continued that. Played well in the bowl game. He puts on some weight. Some muscle this offseason and is able to keep he had his, four solo tackles. Yeah, and able. There was one time where he got to Jackson Dart about eight, nine yards in the backfield and <laughs> kind of rode him down for a, still a sack, but it was a one or two yard sack instead. So he's another one. And then a guy that I've been excited about since he was in high school and I wanted I wanted him here then, but he, he chose, he wanted to go play quarterback at Virginia, transfers to Tech, Jacob Rodriguez, the linebacker. And he's played well all season. I think you missed him against Oklahoma because he had that ankle sprain against um, Iowa State. But I think he he is going. You are going to miss Krishan Merriweather a lot, but he is going to soften that blow some. I thought you were going to say when you were talking about the guy that you've been watching. I thought you were going to say Tyler Owens because he, yeah, that's he, another one. He yeah. had four solos, two assists. 
six total, and then he had uh, an interception as yeah. well. Yep, the game-ending pick. Yeah. Um, I guess it's a good thing that there's a lot to choose from. Um, but, I, yeah, I think I lean I, – I think I'm going to lean Rodriguez okay. just because you are absolutely losing your two starters in that position. And so – to have a guy you've seen do it in spurts, and See, this, now is he, right? yeah. this is the coaching you. This is the coaching. I just yeah, I want I want him to be replaced. Uh, but because to me, like you're not. I, I saw some people saying like, well, you know, there's our Tyree Wilson replacement, and Isaac Smith. You're not replacing Tyree Wilson. I mean, he is a he's a guy you may not see again in a tech uniform, which with is that too bad. Yeah, with that combination of size a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, he is a a freak athlete. Um, and you know, and I even Tyler Owens, you're you he he won that job during you know in the middle of the season and and benched Reggie Pearson, and now that Reggie Pearson's gone, you need someone to fill that void. Um, but again, he already kind of did it. So I think Rodriguez is probably my answer to that. How about Kosai Eldridge? I mean, and he's a guy they're trying to get a year back. Yeah. Uh, because of an, uh, an injury. Yeah. Um, he had nine tackles, six solo, three assists uh, last night. So. If they could get him back, that would really be huge for that uh, for that defense. Seven thirty-eight this morning here on the morning drive. Um, let's see here. Uh, Steven says this: Tyler coming back, awesome. Coach Kidley needs to refine his passing skills. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there there needs, and that's something that we talked about even when he, you know, going this summer when I was on the air is like, if you have a complaint against Shuck, it's does he see the field well? And I but, think you still saw some of that last night. But then they they glow about his ability to check in and out of play. And you you did see that several times last night of him getting we can assume getting the offense into the right uh, uh, you know run play pass play whatever they needed to. Uh, Syntex Hank Chuck, how do you feel about Tyler Chuck announcing he's coming back next season? I, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I just think you know it's funny because. Sometimes on this show, I get ridiculed for being wishy-washy on some things. And then I state an opinion and then I get like, you know, (laughs) hung on the cross, so to speak. (laughs) So I get it. I mean, that's the way it is, right? That's the way it is. That's the way it is. So, you know, okay. I I said I was wrong about him yesterday. Um, But man, I mean, there were were some moments you just kind of went, like the left-handed pass that they ruled was an incomplete pass when he tried to do too much as opposed to maybe... Either A, getting rid of it sooner, or B, taking the sack as opposed to giving up a fumble. Yep. I mean, you were very fortunate there. Your morning blend of sports. K-State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You you suggested that. (laughs) And, of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. The uh, Dos Jefes edition of uh, The End of the Bench coming up at 9 on 100.7. The score, Jeff Haxton and Jeff McGuire uh, will be uh, on for you. <clears throat> we'll have uh, the Pinstripe Bowl at 1 on uh, 100.7. The score, Cheez-It Bowl at 4.30 and the Alamo Bowl tonight at 8. And uh, we'll have Cowboy Football. Uh, tonight at 7 here on Double T 97.3 as they take on the Tennessee Titans. That game snuck up on me. I didn't really realize that they were playing uh, tonight um, until 
I don't know, maybe yesterday. I was just like, what? Are they really? Christmas break, <clears throat> and I know that's a teacher saying, but it, I don't even know what day today is, to be totally honest with you. So, yeah, I mean, it all kind of, like the bowl game yesterday kind of snuck up on me. <clears throat> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? It's just the way that, <laughs> way that it is. <laughs> I don't know that the bowl game snuck up on me. I mean, it's... Uh, it's, it kind of is what it is. Uh, we'll have bo more continued bowl games uh, tomorrow uh, and then again on Saturday with the college football uh, playoffs. Are, are you are you in or are you bored by the college football playoffs? Uh, I mean, are I, you, I have, is it like appointment? Like I'm, No, I'm not. I haven't watched in a few years uh, because it's kind of like what we were talking about in the last segment. I kind of know what's going to happen. I, I'll keep up with it. Um, and if something, you know, if the game ends up being good close, I'd much rather watch the cheese it Bowl than the college football playoff. Okay. It, I will, I, I will watch, I, I say that, I, I probably will watch because I want to see TCU lose again. Sure, I'd love to see that. <laughs> but right? um, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, like we were saying last segment is I, I am a fan of both college and the NFL that the thing the NFL has is uh, going into each season. You don't really, I mean, you don't really know who's, who's going to win, who's going to be bad, who's going to be good. The right, you know, the, just based off the, the nature of the sport, the way the rosters work, but the college football playoff is kind of, I'm kind of bored by it, which is why I, I welcome a, a 12 team. You still will probably have ultimately the same four. Um, but those first few rounds of games will be really fun. Um, so they'll have uh, the college football playoffs, uh, for you on uh, 100.7 the score. I think it's criminal, criminal, criminal that the Sugar Bowl is being played at 11 a.m. on Saturday morning. Yeah, that, I mean that's, that's a that feels weird. That's always been New Year's night. Yep. You know, with the Monday night crew. I mean, I'm showing my age here. I just, I just, I, I hate, I hate what all this has done to the college bowl system. I mean, I just, I hate it. So I hate is that, that why it's the morning? In the morning, well, because yeah, because it's it's irrelevant this yeah. year because of uh, the college football semifinals, uh, and you know, I guess you know, and, and even you know, even the even the the granddaddy of them all, you know, the the Rose Bowl is you know subject to you know different different stuff, and that was kind of the uh, <laughs> source of discussion with the. Um, the expanding of the playoff is the Rose Bowl wasn't sure they were going to cooperate, but I guess they eventually did. Uh, Robert is on the benchmark hotline. He would like to uh, talk about the uh, tech game from uh, last night. Good morning, Robert. Good morning. What uh, What's on your mind, Robert? What 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 stood out to you? The The, the, the defense played great on fourth down. Well, they I, they sure I did. Thought, I thought I thought the, the defense blitz whatever that Ole Miss tried to do and we stopped them when we needed to early and we, we they set the tone for the whole game mm -hmm. yeah no they they certainly did the the defense uh, on on fourth down Ole Miss tried it seven times yeah they were successful twice and then what you did on third down too thank you Robert they were five of 13 on third down so you know the Combined, they're what seven of twenty. Meanwhile, uh, the Red Raiders uh, combined uh, were twelve of twenty-five between third and fourth down. I mean, you're going to win a lot of football games when you're twelve of twenty-five. And a lot, you know, a lot of those fourth downs were fourth and two, fourth and one. 
And the, that's when we it goes back to us talking about how much the D line dominated. Yeah. So um, now, now I'm seeing this story, and I, I realize it's been up, but I didn't have a chance to even you know really kind of look at it this morning. Um, the story that uh, folks are going to be talking about today with with Lane Kiffin and basically accusing a, a tech player of a racial slur and uh, spitting and all that kind of stuff. He says, uh, he said, they announced our number 11, um, which is Jordan Watkins, who wasn't in the fight. It was their number 11 um, that was fighting uh, Ole Miss lineman uh, Jaden Williams. And everybody knew because their own coaches were yelling at that guy. Uh, there was a racial slur involved. That's not the point of what we're talking about. It's about the spitting part. Okay. I brought up our I brought our own 71 up to the officials, right or wrong. You see him crying. He's not crying, not because he got spit on. It's because something was said. Uh, asked to clarify whether a tech player used a racial slur toward one of his players. Kiffin said he wasn't sure. Well, then you know what? Then you shouldn't bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. He, I'm not he going knows, to because I didn't hear doing. it. I'm not going to say that happened for sure that he gave a racial slur to our player. I was told that was what was said, but I did not hear that. So that would be obviously a giant issue. Uh, both Dimitri Moore and Williams are black. <sighs> he uh, he knows what he's doing. He realizes that, you know, Ole Miss has lost, what, five of their last six? Five in a row, I can't remember. Some, they had a bad end to the season and uh, a, a pretty bad bowl game performance, and he wants that spotlight to go anywhere else. I will say he might have a point on the uh, they, they called the wrong number 11 because when they showed the replay of that scrum – you know, sometimes officials just get the wrong number, and so maybe they were talking about another old Miss player. But um, yeah, I didn't really see them. I didn't really see their number eleven deserve a personal foul. But again, who knows if they meant our number eleven? They meant another old Miss player. Who knows? Um, but I, it, to me, that's a total deflection on his part. Part part of this too is it's football, right? Yeah. You know, um, did did he stand over him and spit on him? I mean, I I don't know. You know, did was something said? What was said? What was said that set him off? You know, yeah. Not, not that not that two wrongs make a right or anything like that, but um, I don't know. I again, I just kind of consider the source of Lane Kiffin. Yes, and like I said, I, I think this is maybe it. Maybe it happened. Maybe it didn't. Who knows? But you don't say that if if Ole Miss wins that game. Is that being said? No. No. And that's that's the whole point. No. And you know. Shoes on the other foot. Are we are we having that complaint? If, I, I don't think so. If you look at the bottom of that article, I don't know if you still have it pulled up. Yeah. He mentions McGuire commenting on the officials, and that's I'm sure uh, I'm sure McGuire really appreciates Kiffin bringing him into that discussion. He says, "I talked to their head coach afterwards. He was like crazy fishing out there, out there." I go, "Yeah, that was really bad on that one that your guy spit and our guy got the penalty." He was like, yeah, I know. My guess is Joey McGuire didn't hear him say. No, and you, he was not listening to what Kiffin said and with you regard could, to that. Yes. You could almost see that happen in the postgame handshake. Sure. I even I even noticed it because. They, they talked for a long time. They go in and, and lean against yeah. each other. And then McGuire goes to pull away. And he kind of looks confused. And, you, and it's exactly what you said. It's like when you don't hear somebody and you're just like, yep, yep. crazy. Yep. Like, yeah. Wreck, yeah, crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. You know, I just kicked your butt, man. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it's, 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 <laughs> The I, last thing I'm thinking about is what you're bringing up, right? Yeah. There's a there. I mean, there are egregious things that ha, like it, it, 
it's just there are levels of bad things that could happen and and you know if to bring up something like that in this type of situation feels a little like i said like deflecting if they win and he's got a player that's really upset because mm-hmm. something awful happened that the officials missed or even if they lose but it's just something like i can't believe the officials missed this this kind of thing can't stand it but i don't know if if this situation meets that level yeah. of of let me make sure this is the thing that I harp on after. Is that the hill you're going to die on, yeah. Lane Hill, Lane Kiffin? I mean, me pro- think you protesteth a bit too much there. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. definitely it's on brand for him. It is on brand for him. So again, I just consider the source and just move on. All right, uh, it is eight twenty four this morning here on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T ninety seven three and Double T ninety seven three dot com. Your thoughts, comments, the Yates Morning Center chat line. Go to the Double T ninety seven three mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to Double T ninety seven three dot com.